Welcome to the Flight House Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Russell, and in this podcast, I coach Maria through the process of being a Catholic creative. Together, we journey through the principles of inspiration, routine, deep work, joy, and so much more. Come create with us. Hello, beautiful listeners. Today is going to be a bit of a short episode, and it will also just be me. So we had a bit of a technical difficulty. Maria and I did record the episode, but then it disappeared. Sometimes things do that. So um, instead of just recording it together, we decided it would be fine if I just recorded, kind of filled you guys in on what we talked about only because it was a short episode anyway. And we did ramble a little bit in it because we talked about... um, where she was in her journey. And while it was a beautiful discussion, it's not something we could really repeat. So we decided, okay, we'll just, uh, I will fill you guys in on just some of the the topics that we covered, um, and, uh, where she is in the progress of her project. So her project is coming along well. Uh, she has entered, you know, she's been planning it, planning it out, making a big, um, a big plan and then getting to the point where she will be ready to just uh take that to the large canvas and it's funny because I'm recording this a couple weeks later so I'm trying to remember exactly where she was at the time that we recorded this one um because she's now further along than she was at that time but uh yeah it's coming along well and she's just figuring out how to get leaves in there she says leaves are more difficult than she anticipated so <laughs> Um, I'm excited to see it. I know you guys are too. Um, and when it's available, we'll be putting it on, um, the flight house website. So you'll be able to take a look. So the principles that we talked about that week had to do with rest. Um, you know, what do you do when you've reached the end of a project or rather you've reached the point where you know that the end is coming? This is so important. You know, we talked about how to create through, um, through Genesis. What, what what does that look like? And the Lord, after every single creation that he made, he stepped back and he said, it is good. This is what we are called to do with our work. When it is done, to step back and say, it is good. Even if it's not exactly what we anticipated, there's a really important step of being able to step back and say, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, So I'm going to remove myself a bit from myself, forgive myself for not making it perfect, and then ask, is this actually really cool as it is? And most of the time, it is. As a creator, most of the time what you create is cooler than you think it is, if you've honed your skill. Now, I understand if you're in the early stages of creating and things are just terrible. That's okay. That's okay to be in that stage. You're going to get to the stage where everything that you make is utterly amazing. Don't worry. I I was in the stage, the awkward stage of writing, um, back in high school, things that I would create, I, I'd show it to other people and they'd, it just, it wouldn't land. They, they'd read it and they'd be like, what? Like, that's cool, but they wouldn't really get it. Like the, the emotions wouldn't land. They, they wouldn't understand that the jokes or the, um, like who even was the main character. And the the secret to that is that I didn't know those things either. I didn't know how to flesh out the emotions or put somebody in the moment or um, take it from my head to the paper. And that's okay. Again, you're going to learn. If you have enough passion for something, you're going to keep learning how to make it 
technically accurate um, because you're going to actually pay attention and you're going to read books and say, okay, well, how can I make this better? You're going to watch movies. How can I imitate that artistic style? Um, you're going to watch paint. You're going to look at paintings. You're going to listen to music, you know, all those things that make what you do successful um, and what, what you like to immerse yourself in. You're going to immerse yourself in that and pay attention and I'm kind of saying it this like you're going to but I'm also saying it like that's what you should do if you're in that stage definitely like you want to be in the inspiration stage which we've talked about before but the stage I'm talking about now is when you've gotten to the point where things that you're making are good that other people are saying wow that's really cool if other people are saying wow that's really cool um chances are they're not sucking up to you they actually think that it's really cool so take them at their word um and and step back and ask yourself what do people see? What does somebody else see here? And try and put yourself in their shoes and to rest in it. And sometimes you're going to create something that is exactly what you wanted. And you're going to be so blown away and that's okay. Step back, appreciate it. Just rest in it and say, it is good. There's not much else to say about that because so much of it is on you. So much of this step is on you to be able to rest But I will give you some tips for how to rest because I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to say like, I, you know, I I created this thing. I have to create the next thing. I have to create the next thing. Like I have to keep proving that like, not only can I make something really good, but I can make a lot of things that are really good. And there's a certain degree of like in our brains, we want to make that happen anyway, because we just have so many creative ideas. You know, I, I probably have like seven novels in development on my computer. And so sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll finish a work and I'll be like, that's great. And then I just I'm like, well, but I have to finish that other one too, because that one's amazing. I want other people to be re- able to read that one. And sometimes all I can think of is the people who, you know, maybe I wrote the sci-fi thing and I have another fantasy thing in the works. And I think to myself, like, well, the people who enjoy the sci-fi might not enjoy the, this fantasy thing. So I have to go and I have to like write the sci-fi so that people realize that, like I can write in multiple genres and they can enjoy multiple things. I put so much pressure on myself. I don't know if you can relate to that. Well, that's definitely where I am in that, that process or where I have been in the past. And there's also that like that drive to, as soon as you've written it, to get it out there and to um, just put so much pressure on yourself to promote. And promotion, I, I think you're going to start to pick this up as we move into the promotion section of this podcast, you know, next week and the the three weeks after that. But, you know, promotion is not something that should be pressured, right? And I, you've already seen this. I've, I've walked Maria through the process of sharing her work organically with people who she knows are going to want to see it, with people she knows are encouraging her in this journey. And that's just, that's beautiful. That is a really good thing. And what it does is it fills up your cup before you try to just get this in front of strangers. And it helps you to get into the habit of sharing before you're really ready to know what you're trying to share. You're doing it in front of a forgiving audience. That's hugely important. Promoting yourself is one of the, in my personal opinion, one of the worst inventions of the 21st century. 20th century? I don't know. I guess 21st. I mean, in 20th century, we really still had agents. Like you, you'd go to somebody and they'd take your work and and they'd publish it for you. That doesn't really happen nowadays. You can sometimes find an agent. You can go that route. Um, It's just more difficult than it used to be. And the market is saturated. 
so a lot of people have chosen the self-publishing route because a lot of people are also publishing in genres that aren't what the agents are looking for. So when you go that route, you're so you're putting so much pressure on yourself to share your work, talk about your work, find the perfect way to talk about your work. And then you start to not enjoy the book itself because you start wondering, well, is it good enough for this promotion that I'm running? Is it good enough for the, what I'm talking about about it? You know, um, And you start to get really in your head about it. Now, when I say that I think it's the worst invention of the 21st century, that's an exaggeration because I actually think that it opens a very good door for improving our own self-images. You know, if we see ourselves as a good author, we're able to promote well. And if we see ourselves as a good collaborator, we're able to collaborate well. And both those things are what goes into being um, a successful self-promoter. Or I'm going to change my wording to a successful marketer for your own work. But the thing is that we do have to do some private work on ourselves first to make sure that we are in that space, that headspace of my work is good even if I'm rejected. My work is beautiful and it's good enough for me. You know, we want to get to a place where we enjoy it, where um, the people we love enjoy it. And that's a good thing. When you've gotten there, you can get further. But you have to, I think this is why I'm stressing rest so much, is that you have to stay in that space to fill your cup, to be able to know that what you created is good. Because if you're trying to use the promotion to prove that it's good, that's never going to work. Even if you had a 20, uh, uh, um, what's that called? Oh my gosh, totally blanking here. A New York Times bestseller. That's the word I'm trying to find. Even if you had a New York Times bestseller, that's not a guarantee that you're going to believe that your book is good. You're going to be on a high for a little bit, but then you're, it's going to drop off the charts and you're going to go, well, was it really that good? Are people really reading it? Like, is it really changing lives? I don't know. You know and people might send you things you know, about how it changed their life or how they really enjoyed it. And you're going to think, well, that they're just being nice. You're not going to believe it. If you don't believe it first, the success is not going to make you believe it. And the chances of having success, if you don't believe it, are very low. So that's also not something that's helpful. Um, so yeah, so just the rest is, that's what I want to stress today. Be resting in your work, whether it's a novel or a painting or a, a song, a cover, whatever it is, a YouTube video, resting in your work afterwards is just enjoy it. Laugh. <laughs> Laughter is so important. If we're not laughing, why are we living? So there you go. And I will talk to you all next week when Marie and I are back on together. And I'm so excited to help you guys learn how to promote. And I'm so thank, so grateful to all of you for listening in on this section about creation. I really hope that it helped you. And please feel free to reach out and let us know what was your deepest insight and what are some other things you wish that we might have covered or that you could have learned from us um, that maybe you expected to learn coming in and this wasn't exactly what you were thinking. So please let us know because uh, I'd love to keep creating it even after Marie and I are done and I can always create another series about creation. So let me know and uh, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. This has been a production of The Flight House. For access to additional helpful content, become a member at buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Flight House. There you will find videos of Maria and my meetings. If you would like to hire me as a coach, you can email me at flighthousecreators at gmail.com.